0: Hello, and a very warm welcome to the Excellent Executive Coaching Podcast. This program is all about helping you thrive in some of the most challenging coaching situations. Our aim is to support you in bringing your coaching to the next level, whether you're new to coaching or you're already an expert professional.
1: Welcome to the Excellent Executive Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Katrina Burrus, and today I have a special guest called Patrick Alman. Al Patrick, welcome.
0: Thank you. Thank you. I'm looking forward to it. I've been looking forward to talking to you for a while.
1: Yes. Well, tell me a little bit about you in two minutes.
0: In two minutes. Well, I live in Oklahoma City and I run a business called Focus Digital Marketing, where we help professional speakers and thought leaders and pretty much anybody in a service based business amplified their message uh, better online with online marketing. We've uh, been in business here just coming up on 20 years and probably really niched down and focused on marketing in the past 10 years. So we have lots of different strategies and tactics we use to make sure that uh, any kind of business, primarily service-based businesses, gets their message heard as wide and as wide of audience as possible.
1: Wow, and you're also, tell us a little bit about uh, your marketing.
0: Uh, Well, I run a digital marketing agency and we primarily focus on digital marketing, which means if it's on the internet from a website to social media to podcast production to video show production, we do it. And we have a couple of key strategies that that we basically center things around, one of them being the fact that you have to be known as an expert. Uh, you know, the expert's always the person in the front of the room with the person talking. So we use strategies like that, implement those via various tactics, like I like I mentioned, paid advertising, podcast, video marketing. So we kind of create uh, a massive umbrella of your content and your expertise and make sure it's all over the internet. So once someone discovers you, they really can't they can't help but listen to you and your in your smartness.
1: Excellent. And so how did you come to that uh, business?
0: When I first went in business in 1998, I primarily traveled around the world as a public, professional public speaker and technology trainer, and I've been to you know several different states and a couple of countries uh, talking about that. So technology's always been a part of my life, probably since you know the age of 13 or 14. I wasn't playing with, with trucks outside or mud or learning about girls. I was playing with computers, and about 10 to 11 years ago when I was in business, I really Realize that marketing is the key to making a business successful Uh, the exact business that you have the exact thing you do Whether it's pouring cement or public speaking or repairing computers or plumbing Those are kind of commodities, but the way you market yourself and the way you present yourself is the key difference which is going to make or break your company and help you keep and last, past that typical, you know, three-year failure mark. So once I realized that marketing was key, and we kind of had a beat on how to do it well, I we locked down and focused on that.
1: So tell our listeners a little bit of uh, the tips that you could give them to to survive beyond three years in their business.
0: Well, one of the key things, and I think I've already mentioned it a couple times in business, is you really have to be the person that talks about yourself a lot. And and we're, we're conditioned when we're, when we're raised as kids and teenagers and probably even in a college, we're, we're conditioned to be quiet and let your actions speak louder than word and some of the other cliches out there that basically prevent you or, or cause people to be shy about talking about themselves. But some of the most successful businesses I've seen out there are ones that are regularly out there either in front of an audience or on a podcast or on a video show telling people what they do, not in a very, very sales or marketing or pitchy way, but just basically saying, here's what we do. We do a good job at it. If you want to do a good job at it also, here is something that, um, uh, you can do in your business. So constantly giving tips and tricks like I'm giving now is a very good way of marketing and people definitely don't do that enough. So that's probably one of my big tips I'm going to be talking about is you just need to talk more about what you do and why you're so good at it.
1: Excellent. And how did you start your business?
0: I started my business. Let me see. I used to work for the big uh, yellow car rental company, Hertz, here in Oklahoma City. And one uh, one time, a vendor came in and saw that I was really good at picking up uh, picking up uh, technology and, and teaching. And uh, unlike most typical technology people, I was very good at presenting myself in public, very good at standing in front of an audience. Most technology people would rather hide out in a dark closet with their keyboard and their mouse all day long, but I'm, I'm not that kind of guy. I'd rather be in front of the classroom. So they realized I was very good at that, and that vendor came back. It was actually a subcontractor. It's an interesting story. That subcontractor to the vendor came back in the evening one time at dinner and said, hey, we want you to come work for us. And uh, I thought about it, and I thought about it, and I kind of skipped the, uh, the middleman, and I went back to the original software vendor. and I said, hey, would you pay me for this? And would you pay me more than the subcontractor? And they said yes. And then uh, at the time, it was ATBS Consulting. All things big and small consulting was formed. Kind of a, It took just one or, one or two emails, and I made that jump.
1: Wow, congratulations. So, And so that's how you started the business. Can you give us uh, more about your experience and what you've learned on your journey?
0: Well, what I've learned on my journey is, is that um, probably the, the more and the simpler you can explain things in any industry, again, whether it be you know plumbing or electrician or a public speaker or someone who runs a daycare or a teacher, the easier that you can explain things and the more you can break down what you do into small, quantifiable and easy steps, the easier and the more successful you are going to be in business. I've seen a lot of people that work in the digital marketing industry kind of overcomplicate this industry, and they kind of get they kind of get down into the weeds sometimes when they're talking in front of an audience or whether they're, they're you know sending out an email broadcast. I am the kind of the opposite guys. I try to make things dead dead simple so you can see why you do them. So in a, in a presentation, for example, when I'm in the front of the room. I'll start with okay, here's the strategy and here's why we do this, and these are going to be the benefits of why you do it, and then. You know, we'll get into the actual technical tactics of how you do it and accomplish it. And I've been told oftentimes when I explain a topic, people finally understand it. They can go to a they can go to a big conference with thousands and thousands of people, and they can hear all kinds of experts, and they take all kinds of great notes, but they don't understand why they're doing something. I tend to be pretty good at explaining why I do something. And so that's what I kind of teach my clients also is we eat our own dog food, and we, we, we say, just take what you're doing, making it very simple, show people why... They should do it your way and why your way is better. And once you do something like that, you don't even have to sell that much. Once you explain what you do very well to someone and the light bulb finally goes on over your head, you don't have to sell that hard. Your, your service kind of sells itself.
1: So you make things very simple and yes. explain it very well, and you don't become or come across as salesy. So Exactly anything else that's so to not come across as a person that is trying to sell their product or their service
0: the um i think there's a there's a key phrase i've heard before in business called a value proposition and if you can explain your value proposition very well again you don't have to sell as much um I, i've heard i've often heard you know people who run candy stores or things like that uh, like there's a, like there's, at the local mall here i think there's a not a Seeds Candy, there's uh, oh, a, a Godiva store. And you know, the Godiva store does very good at marketing, and they don't really have to sell that stuff that hard. Their stuff is presented very well, and people see the value in something like that, and it kind of sells itself. So you want to set yourself up as a business where it just kind of sells itself. People come to your website, or they listen to you on TV, or on radio, or in a podcast, and they're and again, your, your service just makes sense and, and people come to the mindset of, oh, I, I want that. I have to have that. How do I get that? Here's a blank check and I'll pay whatever it takes to get it. So if you're really good at explaining your value proposition, you'll have a, a much easier time in business also.
1: Well, that's good tips. And tell us also that um, you're also a speaker. So how did you develop your speaking career?
0: It's interesting. Um... I kind of developed my speaking career backwards Uh, when I I talked a little bit earlier about how in 1998, around the time I started my business. um, For several years before that, I was kind of already doing public speaking inside the company. I was always the person called upon to either travel and train or even here in our local Oklahoma City location. Sometimes I'd be on my feet five days a week in front of a classroom taking very complicated technical topics and making them very easy to understand. So in my, from what I understand about public speaking, I was already doing that. Eventually I traveled around the world and did that. And then eventually after that, I came back to Oklahoma City and stopped traveling so much. And then I discovered Toastmasters, and I didn't la- didn't stay there very long, and then I discovered National Speakers Association. And so by the time I joined NSA, I'd already been speaking and traveling for probably 10 years. And so the concept of making money and being on my feet and and having stage skills that's just kind of something that came about naturally uh, Toastmasters did help a little bit and uh, to this day even even seeing other people in NSA really helped my skills grow but I kind of did it a little bit backwards is I? Like it just kind of came naturally first and then I kind of worked on the skills and the platform so now uh, I don't travel as much as I used to I'm more of a consultant that speaks Versus a speaker that consults, but when I get a chance, I love to go on the road and explain to people how, how marketing will make their lives a lot better if they just do it my way.
1: Okay, so speaking was a means to also promote your business or even get clients. And now you say you're not really putting speaking as the primary factor. Why is that?
0: It's because I I think there's probably a couple of reasons. One, it's more beneficial for my business, for me to do um, almost either, you know, speaking as more of a lead generator versus speaking as a revenue maker. When you do speaking as a lead generator for your business, you don't have to speak as much. And like I mentioned a little bit earlier, I'm more of a consultant that speaks, so I may go out to a place, speak to a large group, and I'll get a lot of offshoot business from that, And that offshoot recurring business is a lot more beneficial for my business than let's say, you know, one time speaking gig of of several thousand dollars. Um, One of the things I've just kind of learned again over the years in business is it's better to have smaller recurring income than kind of that more hit and miss larger income. I mean, I would love to, you know, travel three times a month and make, you know, $10,000 a pop on stage. but in more income wise, it's more stable for me to have, you know, maybe 10 or 20 clients paying me a $1,000 a month and I don't have to travel as much. So it's it's been good, you know, kind of revenue wise. Um, but also I think nowadays I don't travel as much as I used to because I lived on the road when I first started my business from probably about 1998 to 2004. I was the definitive road warrior. I knew the security guys at the airport, I knew the luggage people, I knew the counter people, I knew the pilots, and that kind of wore on me so I decided that consulting and speaking part-time was a little bit better option than than living on the road.
1: I can understand that. So what do you do on a daily basis to perfect your skills?
0: On a daily basis I uh, read a lot of trade magazines, I'll, I'll read a lot of news from Google and places like that that I rely upon heavily in my marketing and then uh, we have several recurring clients that we are responsible for on a weekly basis to make sure we are promoting them. For example, we have, uh, let's say, you know, right here, off the top of my head, we have a, a, a plumber in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, who we're doing paid advertising for. My job every single day is to log into his Google AdWords account, look at the ads that are running, making sure they are running as much as they need to be running, making sure I'm keeping his costs down, and making sure that he's getting consistent leads, and consistent leads for him is either people filling out a form on his page or calling his phone number. And we track all that in detail. I track every phone call that comes into his business. I track every single person that fills out a form. And so if you can imagine that and scale it up, that's what we really do for our clients on a regular basis is market them. And then as leads come in for them, we can track them and show them that they're definitely getting a good return on their investment with us. And then of course, my job is to eat my own dog food. So I spend a couple of hours each week doing my own marketing and then also, you know, occasionally I'll reach out to some conferences and things like that for some more speaking engagements, which, like I said before, is a good lead generator for me. So I split my time up in between looking for some speaking engagements, uh, marketing ourselves via maybe some cold outreach, and then also checking on my clients' campaigns and making sure they're getting their best bang for the buck.
1: So we're coming at the end of our, our podcast here. Tell us, uh, where can people get a hold of you?
0: Uh, People can reach us at our main marketing website, which is allaboutfocus.com, A-L-L-A-B-O-U-T-F-O-C-U-S.com. We've had that uh, domain name for quite a while. And uh, also, if you just look for Patrick Almond on social media, it's really hard to miss me. You can just Google my name, P a t r i c k. A-L-L-M-O-N-D. And you'll find me on YouTube. You'll find me on Twitter. You'll find me several places on Facebook. You'll find me on Instagram. Uh, if you're a big Twitter person, I have to admit, I probably spend a lot of my time there. So much that I even went out a while back and got my license plate here in Oklahoma City to be Twitter, T-W-I-T-T-E-R. It's known as the Twitter mobile here in Oklahoma City.
1: Well, thank you very much, Patrick. Thank you very much for sharing your knowledge and your experience. And we look forward to seeing you at an NSA event
0: thank you all appreciate it thanks for listening to the excellent executive coaching podcast we hope you enjoyed the program you can
1: subscribe to all future podcasts at excellentexecutivecoaching.com